You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Podcast. It is Tuesday, and that means you got me, Luke Braun, NFL, and Ross at Ross Jackson NOLA on Twitter. We are both on the road. It is camp season. I'm uh, staying in Minnesota covering Vikings camp. Ross will be at Saints camp. And that means we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. My Vikings are going through a little bit of a moment right now. Uh, we'll talk about that and uh, a little bit of, of the first-person perspective since I was actually able to go there, watch, you know, check out the vibe of the team. There's also some more developments in the Carson Wentz stuff. Bo and Evan talked about that on yesterday's podcast if you want to go check that out. But now we know that Carson Wentz is getting surgery. There's a couple other little nuggets that are worth mentioning. We would also want to touch on here on the Locked On NFL podcast. Also later, we'll talk to Vinny Iyer about rookies in fantasy and uh, who you should be going after, who's going to get those opportunities that you can maybe get real late in your redraft, or if you're doing rookie drafts, you should be all over it. This is Locked On NFL. And I guess let's start, let's touch on a couple of things. So Devonta Smith suffered a, a minor little injury um, in Eagles camp, and Ian Rappaport tweeted it out, said there's no cause for concern, which is the most concerning thing you can possibly most say to Eagles fans. <laughs> Just the worst. So, there's also Kyle Shanahan saying that he had, he would be very surprised, quote unquote, if Trey Lance started week one. So that means we might be getting a little bit of the Jimmy Garoppolo show going on. So you're telling me there's a chance. Just because they'll be very surprised doesn't mean it's not going to happen. That's all I'm saying. All Kyle I'm saying. Shanahan, he himself. who has never lied to the media. <laughs> <laughs> but let's focus on the Carson Wentz thing, because I think this is the thing that really has the most impact going on right now um, on its team, which is which is the Colts yeah. losing Carson Wentz. So um, when we talked about it yesterday, it seemed like we weren't sure if he was going to get surgery or maybe it would heal in time. And it was a little bit, it was uncertain, uh, whether or not Carson Wentz would be ready for the season, but now he has gotten the surgery. He's out like five to 12 weeks, definitely not ready for the season. And it seems like the Colts are ready to roll with Jacob Eason for those weeks. Going to be a really interesting season to see just how far the Colts can get. If they can limp through that first part of the season, get Carson Wentz back and maybe make a run. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be tough. And especially to have that wider berth in terms of that timeline, five to 12 weeks. I mean, then you're True. maybe missing a guy for the first week. If not, then you're not seeing him potentially until seven weeks later. Like, that is mm -hmm. a very wide margin. And so that uh, a little bit of panic when it comes to Indianapolis Colts fans and Philadelphia Eagles fans too, honestly, because Philadelphia Eagles are, you know, they have a, a right. A, they've got a stake in this. Yeah, exactly. He's got to hit 75% of his playtime and oh, wow. hit the playoffs in <laughs> wow, order for him to be able to do it. Like more perfectly centered around. Right. Like, Isn't just, that just exactly 50-50 if you miss a quarter of the season? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's tough. I mean, it's really, really tough for both sides of this. But most importantly, very tough for Carson Wentz, who got out of the situation that he wanted to get out of in Philly, lands in a place that looked like it was ready to support him. And I kept saying, like, I don't have a ton of confidence in Carson Wentz. But if there was any place that it was going to work for him, it was going to be the Indianapolis Colts. And maybe that just got cut short by at least a little bit in terms of the momentum that he could be getting at the beginning of the season. It's kind of heartbreaker. Yeah, I already went on to betonline.ag and bet Colts under seven and a half way ago because I didn't really believe in, in what they were building with Carson Wentz. Yeah. Obviously, this gets a lot shakier now, but I'm so interested in how 
Jacob Eason does. Because Jacob Eason, to me, I remember doing the draft work on him back in 2020, and he reminded me a lot of Kirk Cousins in the way that he had a lot of talent, he had a lot of ability, there's accuracy, and it was all there. And then things would kind of fall apart, and he would sort of uh, respond poorly to pressure, respond poorly to other like kind of things where you need to kind of go off script. And that... I, I I always kind of thought of Jacob Eason as a mini Kirk Cousins that kind of got into my brain a little bit mm-hmm. um, because that's just the paradigm through which I view the world. Sure. But <laughs> I'm so interested to see now he's in his second year to see if he can actually put something together. And look, if it's like two or three weeks, yeah, I don't think you should go panic trade for Marcus Mariota because the Raiders will bend you over the table for that one. Sure. Um, but if it's seven if he's out for half the season, are you going to be sitting there at one and six and you get Carson Wentz back and go, uh, what are we doing here? Yeah, and and the, the, the Colts are kind of committed to winning now with him and they've got this right. roster. Every year that goes now, it's going to be harder and harder and harder to keep that band together. So I, I, they're in such a, just such a tough spot. Yeah, they really are. And as you and I have observed before in terms of, I think it was one of our very first Locked in NFL episodes together, actually, the idea of a quarterback sitting behind another a, a rookie quarterback sitting behind a quarterback for a year doesn't necessarily always translate to success. Either the quarterback's going to be good or they're not. Right. So whatever Jacob Eason they're, they're you were going to get. Ready. Yeah, exactly. So whatever Jacob Eason you were going to get is what you are now going to get potentially here in 2021. And and for what we can see from, I believe it was Chris Mortensen who tweeted it out, they're not, the the Colts aren't looking to go out there and spend to trade on, you know, a guy like Nick Foles or anything like that, at least at this time. So it's going to be really interesting to see how all this all pans out for the Indianapolis Colts, for the Philadelphia Eagles. But actually, now that I think about it, it might be an 85% um, uh, play time that he has to hit. But either way, I mean, not yeah, great news really for either of these sides. Yeah, and then of course the AFC South as a whole, right? And the thing about the the draft incentive, uh, the the conditional, the reason that was part of the trade is because Carson Wentz has an injury history, and so this is yep. the Colts playing around that. And so if the draft pick is reduced, that's them getting rewarded for being prudent in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Protect yourself. Always protect yourself. That's the way that we always want to look at it when it comes to these trades, particularly for those injury prone. Guys, coming up next, we're going to take a look at uh, your uh, Minnesota Vikings. A lot going on. We're going to stay in the quarterback situation. But oh boy. <laughs> conversation a little bit more sensitive as we turn the page over to the Minnesota Vikings. So we'll talk about that for uh, in just a moment. But, you know, Luke, you had mentioned that you had already gone over to betonline.ag and taken the under on the Indianapolis Colts win total. If you feel differently about that, you can head over to betonline.ag and take the same bet, take a different bet, under nine. Either way, yeah. I don't blame you. It could be under six, and I might still think to take it. <laughs> well, honestly. now I'm feeling I'm great. Really, yeah. <laughs> I'm not feeling very great about the Indianapolis Colts right now. But maybe you are, or maybe you're feeling really good about another team, or you're really down on another team. Win totals all over the NFL. And, of course, a whole bunch of bets, odds, props, things that you can get in on all across the world of sports, esports, reality television i mean just everything that you can imagine and more over the at online.ag the olympics of course absolutely so got another week of that mm-hmm. to go so a, a ton to get involved in you can check them out betonline.ag and don't forget to use the promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n all one word for a 50 welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts okay so uh the vikings are going through a moment <laughs> yeah this is tough we, we talk about it <laughs> Because, okay, so the the 
actual Vikings impact of this and what Jake Browning is doing and all that is super interesting, right? Because there's this undrafted quarterback getting this opportunity at a backup job and maybe carving his play. Super interesting stuff. All great stuff. I talk about it a ton on Lockdown Vikings if people want to go check that out. But uh, the I think the national angle on this is also very interesting. So if you have been living under a rock, you haven't seen any of this. So uh, basically the Vikings quarterback room got hit with a COVID a high risk exposure problem, not unlike what happened to the Broncos last year, that game Kendall Hinton played where there Mm -hmm. was one positive case in the room. And because they all share a room together, they're all considered close, uh, high risk, close contacts. And that means that they all have to quarantine for a certain amount of time, unless you're vaccinated. And only one guy is vaccinated in that room because only one guy's been at practice. So we know now Kirk cousins, unvaccinated Kellen Mond confirmed unvaccinated by Andrew Kramer of the star tribune. And uh, Nate Stanley, who also is, is the fourth quarterback in that room out of Iowa, he is also unvaccinated. Jake Browning is the only guy who's been able to play. So the Vikings have been working out some other random guys. Case Cookus came in. They claimed uh, Danny Etling off a of waiver from the Seahawks. So they're bringing in guys. But uh, the, the I think, guinea pig moment of all of this, and if, if you are not a fan of the Vikings, what you're looking at here is how the league handles this, if they handle it at all. And what you're seeing is... The Vikings just kind of have to deal. If yep. your guys aren't vaccinated, they get a COVID thing. You got to go through the protocols. You just have to deal. Nobody's going to come to the rescue. Nobody's going to reschedule your game. Um, and, and I think that was a kind of always the case. You know, there's a lot of bluster about the Titans getting a game rescheduled. Then the Broncos didn't when they had their problem. But the Broncos had contained their outbreak into just right. the quarterback room. And you got to quarantine all those guys. And that stinks. You got to play with Kendall Hinton. But you didn't have you didn't present a danger to the team across from you and the titans mm-hmm. were not contained they presented a danger to the team across from them so in in a way doing a worse job containing your outbreak they were kind of rewarded for and i get that that feels unfair but it's not about fairly uh ensuring who's out there it's about uh or you know ensuring you can put a good team out there it's about mm-hmm. making sure you don't present a danger of spreading covid-19 to the other team and I, now that uh, what over 80, 70, 80 percent of the league is vaccinated. I don't think you're going to get that kind of outbreak anymore like right. you had with the Titans where, mm-hmm. you know, half the team goes down. Um, I think you're going to get situations where if your quarterbacks aren't vaccinated and your third string dude comes down with COVID-19 or tests positive or whatever. You might lose your starting quarterback for a crucial game. And what if this happens in January? What happens here? And from what it looks like, the league is saying good luck. Yeah. Look, this is the thing, right? Like, I mean, the idea is for everybody to show up and try to win these games. And it's hard to do that if you're unavailable. And if you're unavailable, how does that cost the rest of your team? So on and so forth. Plus the present danger that you mentioned as well, that comes with all of this inherently. And that's what the league needs to be worried about. That's the biggest thing. And so I think that, you know, when it comes down to, we saw this last year, the NFL not willing to make any type of competitive decisions based around the health and safety of players and the health and safety protocols, excuse me, that were already set forth to sort of help manage the situation that we're all in as best as they could. And this is where all these head coaches across the NFL have been asking this question. And you've seen them a ton during all these pressers saying, okay, this happens now, but what happens if this happens, just as you mentioned, in the middle of the season or uh, in December when you're fighting for a playoff spot or worse in January, February, where you could mm-hmm. potentially be trying to fight your way to a Super Bowl. I mean, there's a lot of concessions here that can't be made by these head coaches that are trying to you know, win these football games and by the players as well that are also interested in winning these football games. Right. And if you are a player who wants to win, who does everything for your team, 
If you're a player who got vaccinated because you know it gives your team a better chance to win because it gives you a better chance to be available, and then somebody else didn't do that, and then you lose a game because they didn't do that, I shudder to think what happens in the locker room. I'm very curious to see what's happening in the Vikings locker room right now. They're keeping everything under wraps. If you ask anybody, they say, oh, it's all love. We all know, you know, you can agree, you can disagree, blah, blah, blah. And they're not, you know, airing their dirty laundry or anything like that. But I sure am curious to know what everybody thinks of Kirk Cousins missing out on training camp. That means you have a less accurate quarterback throwing to you. Every wide receiver suffers for this. And, you know, because you have the same guy who's Jake Browning undrafted. He's not that accurate throwing you balls that, you know, you can't work on. You're catching your timing. Rookies like Amir Smith-Marset and undrafted rookies working on their timings with guys. You can't do any of that. And that's just the training camp impact. Imagine setting up, uh, you know, Saints versus Bucks, division on the line. And, you know, Thursday you find out you're not going to have your quarterback. And I, I think, again, from the national angle, Whatever team you're a fan of, if you're worried about this, you're right to be worried about this. This is going to happen to someone, and it's a matter of when it happens, how bad it is, and how important those guys are. Man, it's going to be really, really interesting to watch how teams continue to navigate all of this going into the 2021 NFL season. And obviously, it's a tough subject to transition into, transition out of, but you know, as we move on, we have Anyways, to move on. Fantasy. We just got to have to see how this goes along. So I guess we'll just go to fantasy football next with Vinny Iyer, who's going to come through and help us try to dominate our fantasy leagues, assuming that we're going to have a season. Protect your system. Protect yeah, right. your car. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, how do you even transition out of this? But I'll tell you what. I am a risk-averse person. I will say that. And so sure. part of being risk-averse, apparently, unlike as you tweeted out on Twitter earlier today, unlike Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins uh, is not I, risk-averse on the field or off it. <laughs> it's very clear. So I guess with that being the case, I don't like to be risk-averse with my vehicle either. And so I always try to make sure my vehicle's in tip-top shape, whether it's your daily driver or you're rebuilding a classic. You can get every part, piece, accessory, whatever it is that you need, whatever it is that you want, and even more over at rockauto.com. They have something for every single make, model, year, whatever it is that you need. They've got options across all those parts, pieces, and accessories as well so that you make sure that you're not spending a ton of money to get what you need for your vehicle. So go and check them out at rockauto.com. Don't forget to let know that Locked On sent you right and Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, everybody, continuing onward here, it's time for the Tuesday Fantasy Forum. And that means we have Vinny Iyer in to talk a little bit about fantasy, talk a little bit about rookies. So here's the thing. Ross and I are in a dynasty football league with a bunch of other Locked On hosts. Uh, Bo Brock just joined from Locked On Cardinals, Jake Liskow, Locked On Bengals, Aaron Freeman, Locked On Falcons, a bunch of us, we're all in dynasty uh and ross and i would like to cheat and get some great rookie (laughs) advice for you ahead of our rookie draft which is coming up and i'm the commissioner so i allow it um and i'm abusing that power to get some advice from you Vinny Iyer. tell me what's let's let's talk a little bit about rookies who should be the one one well i think it's very exciting this year the rookie class because you have three guys that i think that stand out that you're going to see in the league for a long time Najee harris jamar Mm -hmm. chase and kyle pitts I mean, these guys are going to produce immediately. I mean, I have no doubt about it. I mean, it, it just the physical talent of these three guys and the situations they're in as well. We know that's just as important as rookie coming in. Jamar Chase, I mean, we know he's going to hook, hook it up with Joe Burrow. and They're going to 
just light it up together again. It's going to be like they just skip over one year. Ross, just I, love it. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we know it. LSU prosperity. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, he's just a beast. And, and then no Julio Jones. They're going to throw to him and Calvin Ridley nonstop mm-hmm. in that offense. And then you look at Najee Harris. You look at that guy's legs. <laughs> he's going to roll <laughs> over some people. They're going to give him the ball. I mean, you saw the way the Steelers – were last year. They're actually one of the fewest frequent running teams last year. That's going to change a lot. That was a big That's problem. That's who Tomlin wants to be, yeah. 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 Mike Tomlin wants to complement that defense. He likes one guy to carry the ball. And this guy is just underrated as a receiver as well. So these three guys stand out. And the one guy that I want more people to draft right now, I don't care what Kyle Shanahan is saying, you want a piece of Trey Lance as much there as possible. Go. because mm-hmm. It'll be time. It's going to happen sooner rather than later. I mean, he's surprised about things he's doing already right now. And I know they're trying to be diplomatic and say Jimmy Garoppolo is going to beat out any rookie when he's healthy. That's not going to be the case in in a few weeks here. So even if he misses a few games, you get another guy in there, plug him in, have uh, some streaming options. Trey Lance, though, for long term, I mean, he's the guy that I want. I mean, that offense is just so good for quarterbacks. So, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to – be worthy as well as being guy that you're going to stash on your bench. But Trey Lance, you just look at all the weapons there and the offense and what he can do running as an element as well. I I don't think it's going to be a way to limit him anyway, anytime soon. It's just not going to happen here. So Justin Fields, we'll have to see. I think I kind of unfortunately believe Matt Aggie that they're going to stick with Andy Dalton. But Kyle Shannon, I think he's just trying to kind of be coy about it. But if you look at it, if you look at any of the beat reports out there with uh, our crew there locked for you, there's anyone is going to tell you that uh, Trey Lance is blowing the doors off. And don't forget about the other Trey out there, Trey Sermon, because I think with yeah. Trey Lance, those two guys are going to be very productive in the centerpiece of the offense. We know Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson are not going to stay healthy. So you got these two guys. Yeah. That train, train it could show. be a committee thing too, yeah. Yeah, it's, it could be a committee. We know it, but whoever is the primary guy for the 49ers in that system is going to be very productive. So it could be the Trey and Trey show pretty soon, and no one would be surprised. No, no, not at all. And, okay, what about another player that I, I've, I've sort of been curious about but feel like I should be pumping the brakes on? And maybe we could talk about some other options that maybe don't don't rush to draft these guys in that rookie draft. What about Travis Etienne over in Jacksonville? Mm-hmm. This is a hard read here because mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do. I mean, you would just connect the dots and say Daryl Bevel and Brian Schottenheimer. You'd say they're going to have some connection to what they did in Seattle, which means run, run, run. And, and by committee. And to throw deep. And that's what mm-hmm. they want to do. And look at James Robinson. I don't know how sold they are. I mean, they inherited James Robinson. He was mm-hmm. great in the other scheme. So I'm not sure exactly how much they're going to give Etienne the ball. And I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to buy into they want to run, run, run. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is making some great throws out there in practice. We see highlights every day. They've got a lot of speed, a receiver, DJ Chark and LaVisca Chanel. And I don't think their defense is going to be good enough for them to stick with the running game all the time. So I'm a little concerned with Travis Etienne there. But in terms of the upside, playing with his college quarterback, just his role in the receiving game alone, I think I like him a lot more in half-point and full PPR formats at this point where I'm a little uh, just proceeding with caution with Etienne in other formats. 
Are there any other running? So this is the, the struggle that I have with with rookie drafts is after the like first round guys, I kind of struggle to divorce my fantasy rankings from my actual draft rankings. You know, I had certain mm-hmm. opinions about this fifth round guy or this sixth round guy that I could go look up my draft notes for, but that's not really uh, how you engage with the fantasy because now you have to consider what team they're on. Right. So are there any other, I mean, we're talking third, fourth, fifth round rookie draft guys that are uh, names to watch that may potentially be available. Well, I think Michael Carter, you better get on him low. Hopefully you're drafting a little bit ahead of his value rising up, but everyone's on Javonta Williams and I'm, it makes a lot of sense that mm-hmm. the Broncos are excited to have him and want to have him there ahead of Melvin Gordon. But yeah, yeah, I mean, Michael Carter over is sitting here with the Jets. I mean, look at the competition with the Jets. It's not very good right now. Right. So, Tevin Coleman, it's LaMichael Pirine. It's Ty Johnson. These guys are not going to get the job done. And this offense, you look at Trey Sermon, Michael Carter, very similar style runners, very similar schemes. And you just look at who's going to give you some explosiveness. And uh, and you look at the Michael Floor running game, I think you're going to see that a lot from uh, Michael Carter in this offense. So I like him a lot. Another guy I would not sleep on later, also wearing green, is uh, Kenneth Gainwell of the Eagles, just because I'm not completely sold that they're sold on Miles Sanders in a completely full time role. They also like Gainwell because he's got a lot of things that he can do that are very much similar to Sanders. So I can see this mm-hmm. being a even split and very productive and uh, maybe develop to the point where Gainwell uh, really uh, gets a bigger role here in relation to Sanders. I love it. Look at us, Luke. We're getting all the inside information. Mm-hmm. Bo Brock, Jake Lisko, y'all better watch your backs because Luke Nobody and I are coming Kate. to clean up. Nobody tell Kate. Nobody, Nobody tell Kate. Kate we did this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're coming to clean up in the rookie drafts thanks to Vinny Iyer at Vinny Iyer on Twitter. And you can clean up in your rookie drafts as well as your redraft leagues as well by checking out the Locked On Fantasy Football podcast every Monday through Friday. Vinny, thanks so much for your help and thanks so much for joining us here on today's episode of Locked On NFL. Thanks, Luke and Ross. All right, y'all. We'll be back with you for another episode of Locked on NFL tomorrow. Tony Wiggins, James Rapine, helping you stay up to date with everything that you need to know around the NFL. Keep you up to date with all the biggest stories from around the league. Thank you very much for being here. For Luke Braun, at Luke Braun NFL on Twitter. I'm Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter. We'll see you again on Tuesday, but Locked on NFL will see you again tomorrow here on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.